Yo. What is good? Sixers Nation, man. Welcome on in another day, another show. Lots to talk about. As always, man, brewing it up. Sixers Summer League. Isaiah Joe taking over. Couple more games to go. Will he crack the roster? Will he play? We'll talk about the NBA news going on. Maybe the lack thereof due to a couple guys holding up the market. Also, Daryl Morey with a little cryptic tweet. Sixers fans losing their minds. I love it. We're here for it all, man. We'll break it down. Welcome on in. Philly Take with RB. I'm RB, bringing you the coverage, man. Hit the like button for your boy, man. Much appreciated. Subscribe to the channel. Ring the bell, man. You don't want to miss any of the videos or live streams here on the show, man. Appreciate everybody loving, supporting, commenting, liking, subscribing. You know how it goes, man. We're taking this thing to another level big things coming shout out to everybody in the chat once again philly take with rb i'm rb hit that like button subscribe to the channel we have a lot to talk about today and we'll get to your phone calls later on in the show as we always do hope everybody out there is doing well today man hope everybody is doing well today shout out to my guy Petey in the chat, Dante up in here, Char, Ethan, Sixers, HQ, what is going on, everybody? Speed Demon, Philly Insider, what's going on? How are we feeling? 75 up in the chat. Y'all know what to do, man. Give me some thoughts. We'll talk about the news. We'll take your calls. Let me fix this real quick. It's been a long day, guys. It's been a long day. Give me one second. Give me some thoughts in the chat, guys. How are we feeling about the Sixers Summer League right now? Who is standing out to you? What are your main thoughts? Obviously, we have a couple games still to go this week, and then we'll be doing a Summer League entire review. We'll be talking about everything, who made the roster, who didn't, who we think should start, who shouldn't. We'll do an entire roster breakdown and a roster prediction because there's a lot up in the air right now. There's a lot of talks about who is going to make this team, man. Once again, shouts to everybody in the chat, man. Appreciate you guys rocking here with me on a Monday evening. We're here every day talking to sports, doing our thing. My guy Petey in the chat says, what's up? Petey, what's going on, man? Dropping the yes sir emojis. Once again, shout out to the channel members. We have a members-specific giveaway coming this week or next week. I'm in the midst of setting it up now. Also, we're going to be doing one other giveaway. So if you are not yet, I need y'all to do one of three things, or maybe all of them, if you're feeling good. Go follow the Instagram page, at Philly Take with RB. We are approaching 10K followers. Shout out to everybody uh, helping spread the content, man, on the different platforms. Follow the Instagram page, at Philly Take with RB. Follow me on Twitter, at RB Philly Take, and be sure to subscribe. That is how 
you can get entered into the giveaway. And once again, we got a, a member-specific giveaway coming next week. Vandy up in the chat says, I can't wait till next season. Level up, what's going on, man? Orange, what's going on? Philly Nation, Michael Miller, what's good? What's good? Petey says, it's clearly Isaiah Joe. Dante says, we're going to win the chip. Let's go, man. Let's go. We got to get the work. We got to get the work, man. We started off today with some interesting news. Sixers already making a signing. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. The Sixers have agreed to an Exhibit 10 contract. Can't even talk. Exhibit 10 contract with Michael Foster Jr. Big man's looked a little, you know, a little back and forth in the summer league, but there have been a couple times he's looked pretty impressive. Guy can go up and grab some boards. He's much more of an athletic finisher. This was the guy we talked about in one of our videos, one of the undrafted free agents. He bet on himself, went to the G League. He's a very highly touted uh, high school prospect. Was supposed to go to Arizona State, ended up going to the G League, played one year, and, you know, he's trying to bank it all in, man. Sixers picked him up. He's looking decent in the G League, and it seems like he will spend probably most of the season in G League, but the Sixers do make it official. They pick up Michael Foster Jr. on a two-way contract, and I'm excited uh, to see what he can continue to do. Hopefully give him some more time down there in the G League, and, uh, you know, we'll see, man. We'll see how it works out. But we just had to start with that. Now let's get into the real cream of the crop. All right, my guy, Isaiah Joe. Now, shout out to everybody out there who's an Isaiah Joe supporter. Let me know if you are. Let me know if you don't like him. Give me some thoughts, man. This is my guy, Harrison. Shout out to him who tweeted Isaiah Joe stats. These were through three games. Now, yesterday, okay, Keith Pompey uh, reported during the game Isaiah Joe had only played eight minutes. He went out with a shoulder injury. I know everybody's freaking out. Everybody's panicking. Is Isaiah Joe okay? What's going on? What's going on? Well, he came back out, as you can see here, on the bench during the game, and they said he would not return after eight minutes played. He went out with some shoulder soreness. Um, they have not reported anything on top of this. It seems to be just a regular uh, sore shoulder. Um, you know, it doesn't, they, they haven't reported anything extra, you know, whether it's a sprain or a strain or a tear, or whatever. So my guess would be that it's just a precaution. My guess would be that this is just a precautionary measure. Keep your guy out. He's already looked stellar in the summer league, which we're about to talk about. And he's been doing his thing. So let's hope that Isaiah Joe is 100%. But um, anyway, before yesterday, because I don't want to count yesterday because he only played eight minutes. He had three points. That kind of, you know, sways the statistics a little bit. But in the first three games in Summer League that he played, he sat out one of them uh, for load management. But he played three games, two in Utah, one in Vegas in the Summer League. He averaged 20.7 points per game, three rebounds, three assists, almost three steals per game, a block, and he is shooting almost 56% from deep. Now, if you have been here a long time on this channel, going back a couple years, all right, that was a stellar draft by Daryl Moore. He had Tyrese Maxey, and then he snagged Isaiah Joe and Paul Reed in the second round. I loved Isaiah Joe. I did a breakdown on him before the draft. He was a guy I had on my board in the second round, and he's just a, a sniper, man. 
And we, we've, you know, wanted to see the development over time. We knew he was a great two-way player at Arkansas, right? He, he, I mean, the numbers showed it. But what we really wanted to see from last year to this year when it comes to Isaiah Joe, obviously we wanted him to get more playing time. He, he, he got a couple games in his system last year, and he was playing really well. And then when Doc Rivers came back from being sick and the team got more and more down the road of the season, he really just withered out of the rotation. And I didn't like that. I wanted to give him more time because you can't really give a guy four or five games and just, you know, let him, you know, just sit out for the next 20. You can't do that if you want a guy to get in his rhythm. But the one thing we did want to see, and I personally wanted to see, was can Isaiah Joe become a secondary ball handler? Can he play off the ball and really create, you know, that dynamic of the Sixers offense, which we really lack? There's not a lot of guys on this team that are really, you know, experts at moving off the ball, finding their spots strategically, knocking down shots, not afraid to pull the trigger, and really doing it consistently. And what I've seen in this summer league from Isaiah Joe, beyond the numbers, forget the numbers, fine. He is doing all of that. He is checking the boxes. And I know what people are going to say, man. You know, they look at a guy like uh, Furkan Korkmaz, who had a 40 bomb in summer league years ago. I get it. It's summer league. The competition is not that crazy. But can you really ask for anything more from an up-and-coming third-year player? Is Can you really ask for anything else? I'm here to tell you right now, just the intangibles, just the thing I, the, just the things I see with Isaiah Joe's game, just the way I see him go about the motions, right? We heard him, you know, before the first summer league game, the, the coach was saying that Isaiah Joe was becoming a leader on the floor. He was mentoring some of these guys. He was, you know, really stepping up and taking that next level. That's what I want to see. And when I watch him on the floor now, obviously he's shooting above 50% from three. So he's doing something right. But he's learning how to put it on the floor, man. He's controlling the offense. The first game, everybody came out and kind of freaked out because he wasn't really aggressive. Well, ever since then, he's been doing his thing, man. He looks comfortable. He looks like he's ready. Now, you know, we want to see him get a little bit stronger. We want to see him work on his footwork a little bit. Those are things that your your talent development guys, your skill guys, your coaches, your trainers, they, they all work on that stuff. But Isaiah Joe, man, he looks like he is taking another leap. And personally, I think that it is time to get Isaiah Joe in the rotation. In fact, I saw someone the other day say that he should be starting. I don't know if he should be starting, but he certainly needs to get minutes right out of the jump. If he goes cold, I'm perfectly fine with making an adjustment. But you you cannot go the first 10, 15 games and, and just have Isaiah Joe riding the bench, keeping it warm. You know, when I look at Isaiah Joe, man, he provides so much of what this team lacks. I get it. He's young. Guess what? You got you to gotta shift your mojo, Doc. You got to shift the, the, the tide, man. Isaiah Joe can be exactly what we need. He can be exactly what this team needs, man. He can knock down shots. He can start to put it on the floor a little bit. And he can pluck some of the passing lanes. He's a perfect fit around guys like James Harden, Joel Embiid. He doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time. I like him a lot, man, and I think he's he's showing a lot. He's very impressive. There were people that were questioning whether he was even going to make the roster. I can tell you right now, if you have any doubt that Isaiah Joe will make the opening day roster, I think you need to look a little more closely, man. Isaiah Joe is going to make this team. The question is, 
Will he get regular minutes? And I think he should. I think he should, man. Crazy numbers so far for Isaiah Joe, man. Crazy numbers. Crazy numbers, man. Rick Bennett with the $2 super chat. Appreciate it, Rick. Shout out to a great channel member. Says, been a while. Hope all is well. Rick, hope everything's going good, my man. Appreciate you tuning into the show, man. Appreciate you tuning into the show, man. Sixers break room. What's up, man? Appreciate you tuning in. BLSG. GA says, what's the news on Durant? We love the work. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it, man. And like I said, we'll be taking some phone calls later on. So if you want to call the show, 508-924-3784. Shout out to all the regular callers, man. Chris says, Isaiah Joe supporter here. I feel like he didn't get much playing time to showcase his ability. Exactly. Exactly, man. And you need to give Isaiah Joe that opportunity. If he doesn't take it, to the house span, then then that's on him. But he is a third year player. Okay, it, it, there's enough. There's a there is just enough uh, of of the waiting game, and the well we'll see, we'll get him in eventually. No, no, Isaiah Joe can play, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. Superhero, what's going on, man? Moving off the ball and off-ball screens was a big thing. Exactly. Exactly. He's doing the little things, man. He really is. He really is. This was a tweet I put out during the last game. I said Isaiah Joe looks comfortable handling the ball and putting it on the floor, which is something we wanted to see him improve on. That's all we can ask for, right? Now, again, maybe we, we get to the regular season and the competition's better and he's not fitting in, but at least give him the chance. At least give him the chance, man. So I hope he does. I hope he does. Another summer league guy we should talk about, Jaden Springer. What is your thoughts on Jaden Springer? Call in, let me know. How do we feel about Jaden Springer? I've, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews, a lot of back and forth. I've kind of hinted at it on this show. Um, I, I don't really see it yet from Jaden Springer. I don't, I don't really see that it factor, that next level technique. But but I hope I'm wrong. I hope Jaden Springer becomes a great rotational piece. I hope he can, you know, find his way up to the league this year. I just don't know if he's going to. I just don't know if he's going to. And I, I really don't think he's in the plans, the near future plans of the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, every time Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers talk about him, they're like, yeah, well, he's 19 years old. He's 19 years old and, you know, down the line, he could be a good defensive piece down the line. He could be a good three and D player. Okay. Well, we, we, I mean, we need help now. We're trying to win. We're trying to win. Now Springer's had a couple, uh, you know, corner threes in this summer league. He's, he's taking the ball to the hole a little bit. It just doesn't look too natural to me. And I, I hope that they're working on him with these things, but we'll highlight a couple points that he made, uh, in an interview that he sat down with, with, uh, Kai Carlin, and this just came out today. So uh, Springer, he averaged f- almost 15 points a game, almost five rebounds, and was a defensive stud on the perimeter last season in the G League. And he, he asked him a couple interesting questions. He asked him what he's working on in the summer league. And Jaden Springer says, the summer has been great just trying to be in the gym as much as I can. That's what I've been focusing on. I've been working on getting up a lot of shots. That's the main thing I've been working on making quick decisions, playing out of closeouts, and stuff like that. And then he asked him 
you only played two games in the NBA in your rookie year. How tough was it for you not to play much? And Jaden Springer replied with, it was tough in some ways, but at the same time, we have a team like we're trying to win a championship. So I understand where they're coming from. They don't want to just throw me out there. They want me to develop and get ready to make sure that when they call on me, I'm going to be ready to go to full extent. So I understood that. Well, at least he gets it. I mean, he's right on. He's spot on. He's spot on, man. We are trying to win a championship. We're in championship mode. So I get why they're trying to develop him, you know, down the line. Down the line. But right now we're trying to win a championship, and he's not nearly ready for that, man. He's not nearly ready for that, man. Julian says, why should I hit the like button on this video? I might like it if I get a good response. Julian, you should like it because I'm trying to do something with this show that hasn't been done, man. I'm trying to take it to bigger heights. I'm providing you with the top-tier coverage for free. You're in here for free watching a show where we're actually breaking down from the top of the roster, the middle of the roster, the bottom of the roster, things you don't hear about anywhere else. That's why. Because you're getting all of that exclusive coverage, and I'm just a dude trying to live out a dream. So that's why. So hit the like button for your boy, man. Um, I see the chat talking about Trevlin Queen as well. Um, I mean, Trevlin Queen, he's been okay. I feel like he's a little careless with the ball. At least he's a little more athletic. At least he's a little more athletic, and he, he I mean, he can move around the floor, but he's got to get more consistent on the shot. I think Trevlin Queen will probably be in the G League. Uh, for most of the year, he might be a guy that comes up in spite of injury or, or something like that. Um, but he still has a development curve as well. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to wait and see, uh, how it plays out for him. There's a couple guys I've been impressed with. Um, but most of these guys will end up staying in the G league. Did I see Colin Gillespie balling out? I did not. I did not, but shout out to Colin, man. It's my guy. Uh, but anyway, so they're talking about Springer. He acknowledges that he's going to, you know, he, he's, he's probably, you know, more of a developmental piece. I don't even think he's going to see the floor this year. I think he'll be in the G League most likely. Um, then they asked him how, uh, how important were the reps in the G League in Delaware last year. He said, I needed that because, like you said, I only played in two games. So being able to go to the G League and still stay in condition, shape, and work on my game, that was pretty helpful throughout the year. And then this is this is where it gets spicy. This is where it gets spicy. So they ask, I'm curious, what has the coaching staff done for you? This has been a big topic of interest. You know, what are the uh, developmental coaches and guys doing on this team? That's what, something we've asked for a while. And Jaden Springer replies with, after the season, I definitely had a talk with Doc Rivers. Sam Cassell checks in with me every now and then trying to tell me little stuff to work on. So just taking that and using it throughout the summer, like you said, when I'm working and stuff, taking that advice, that's what I've been trying to do. Well, I hope so. I hope so, man. Got a long way to go. And then Kai Carlin says, you spent the playoff run with the team. What was that experience like? And Jaden says, it was a crazy experience. My first time actually being in a playoff game. My whole life, I've been watching it on TV. But being able to be there and experience it, the energy, the crowd, just how different the game felt, that was great. And then he really just asked him about Harden and Maxie and, you know, if they've been mentoring him, 
And he said, you know, pretty much just a bunch of vets giving them some pointers. And the last thing, um, what are the things you're trying to pinpoint and grow on? Because again, everybody keeps highlighting this guy as a potential three and D player down the road. Well, he's starting to put the ball on the floor. Still think some of his mechanics are off, but you know, really what is the ceiling for Jaden Springer? What is the ceiling for him? And Jaden says, I'm trying to show how I can fit in with the team, with the Sixers and everything like that. We already have guys like Joel, Harden, Tyrese, Tobias, just being able to come in and compliment those guys. That's probably one of the main things I've been doing in trying to show them what I can do best, how I can help the team out and stuff like that. I feel like that's what I've been working on. Like you said, Doc talked to me. I'm trying to implement that. So anyway, I hope Jane Springer figures it out. Hope he does his thing, man. Because, uh, you know, it'd be nice to have a late first round draft pick, another one, come in and be able to contribute. But we'll have to wait and see. You know, I mean, we have guys like Thiable who we're, we're starting to pressure a little bit. We need him to knock down shots. We have guys like Furkan and Shake who are teetering on that verge, right? Like, what are they going to do? I'm here to tell you right now, Furkan, Shakes of the world, they need to step up. We've been content for too long. Does Shake Milton have a bunch of potential? Yes. Yes, he can be a, a secondary ball handler off the bench. But will he do it? We can't just keep sitting here and staying complacent. If you truly want to win a championship, you have to go above and beyond. And I think we've made some of those, you know, renovations this offseason. So I see the chat talking about Cassius Winston. Yeah, him and Grant Ryler have definitely opened my eyes. Two guys I've I've really liked. I go all the way back watching Cassius Winston in college. Um, I thought he was a great player. You know, he played in some of the big moments, played for a great coach. Uh, he knows how to play the game. His offensive game definitely needs development, but he knows how to play. That's my thing with Winston. He's a high IQ player, and those are the types of guys you like on your team. So at this point, man, I'm ready to, to sit here and monitor and, and really give the playing time to guys who want it, right? Who's going to go and take advantage of the opportunity? And I think we need to see a lot more of that. Um, also, one more guy, Philip Petrusev. He, he was really touted as like a... a uh, post-game big man. But watching him last year and this year in the summer league, his defense is off the charts. I read some things about Petrusev, came from Gonzaga, um, and he's been playing with some team overseas. And I think he's still going to be a stash pick. I think he could eventually make his way over to the Sixers this year or next year. Um, but man, this guy blocks shots like it's, like it's everything. Petrusev looks pretty good to me, but he needs to get in better shape if he can. Who knows? He could be, you know, maybe a backup big man down the line. Maybe. If he can also knock down some shots. So, definitely some things I like to see. 211 in the chat, guys. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Call into the show if you want to give some thoughts, man. Carlos, what's going on, man? Petey says, do you think Daryl is done? Uh, I don't. I don't. I think he has something up his sleeve, and that takes us exactly to where we need to go next. So Daryl Morey, I mean, let me pull it up. So Daryl Morey was uh, on Twitter, and if, if you don't follow Daryl Morey on Twitter, I suggest you do. 
because unlike other GMs, he really <laughs> he really listens to the fan base. I feel like he's constantly on Twitter, um, you know, looking at different thoughts from guys and, and stuff like that. But anyway, there was a tweet about like three or four days ago, and um, it was uh, Daryl Morey putting up a picture just just for fun. I guess it was of the team bus or something, and it read 76ers. But the problem is that they put an apostrophe when obviously you're not supposed to. So Daryl Morey took to Twitter to show his, uh, his people. And then Rick Boucher commented on it. And he says, an apostrophe indicates something missing just saying. Which is what an apostrophe does. But also, you know, saying that something's missing from the team. And then Daryl Morey replies... With the Brian Windhorse meme. Now you tell me what this means. But obviously if you've been a part of social media for the last week or two. The Windy meme is, is you know, making its rounds. The Windy meme is on fire right now. And it's essentially just, you know, something that you post when you're talking about hypothetical situations and this and that. So you tell me. Daryl Morey, a little cryptic tweet. Is he being funny? Is there something here? You let me know. You let me know. I think Daryl Morey could potentially have something up his sleeve. It would take a lot. But if he truly is trying to make a trade, you know, maybe he could get something done. Do I think it's likely? No. I think Daryl Morey's just uh, being funny here on Twitter. But it is interesting that he posts things like this. And it is interesting that there have been rumor after rumor about a Matisse Thiable trade, a Tobias Harris trade, I do think a Matisse-Thibel trade is still possible. I think a Matisse and or a Furkan trade is still possible. Now, with the Sixers sitting about $4.5 million below the tax apron, they are able to bring in a little more salary on a potential trade. And who knows? Maybe Daryl Morey is still cooking something up. Now, the Sixers could also go out and sign a couple vet minimums. They could sign a guy, hope, you know, that he can make the roster and see what happens there. Obviously, people keep talking about the fact that we have 16 players on the roster in 15 spots, so maybe a couple guys are going to get traded. We bring in a veteran, bring in a, a you know a little more toughness on this team than we already have. I don't know. I don't know. But it is interesting that Daryl Morey puts things out like this. He does it a lot. He hints at things on Twitter, man. By the way, Daryl Morey has also been at Summer League. He's been sitting front row for the last couple games, literally watching a guy like Isaiah Joe go to work. Go to work, man. He's been watching it front row. There is absolutely no way Isaiah Joe does not make this roster. Daryl Morey had a front row seat for him cooking up 24 points. He has to make it. He has to make it. But I think Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers will be uh, will be in more communication going forward. I really do. I think those two really need to uh, to iron it out. Those two really need to sit down and say, "All right, here's my vision. Here's your vision. We're trying to get to a championship. We need to make this happen." Because I, I do feel like there was a little bit of disconnect last year. 
at times, you know, I'm sure they get along on a lot of things, but I, I do feel like there's also a little bit of disconnect because, for example, Doc Rivers wanted a guy like DeAndre Jordan, and Daryl Morey did not want that. He wanted a, a younger backup center, the guy that he went out and drafted, the guy that showed potential and upside. He went out and, and got those guys. He wants them to play them. And when I look at the Sixers right now, it's like Daryl Morey is literally forcing Doc Rivers to go out and play Charles Bassey or play Paul Reed or maybe a guy like Petrusev. Like he's forcing him to get younger and that's not really in Doc Rivers' DNA, but Daryl Morey's like, yo, we need to do this as a squad. This is how we're going to get to that next level. We need to play the best talent available. It doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter how long they've been in the league. It doesn't matter what team they came from. If this guy is out there producing, you got to give him a shot. And I think there will be more of that, hopefully, this upcoming season. But uh, give me some thoughts, man. How do you guys feel? Call into the show, 508-924-3784. Seth Rowe with the $2 Super Chat. Appreciate the donation. Thank you for supporting the channel, man. He says, what up, RB? Get Dorkmas out of here and get Markeith Morris. Hey, man, you never know. You never know. You never know, man. I've I've always liked the Morris brothers in terms of their mentality. Now, will I be honest? Have have I been annoyed at playing Marcus Morris before? Yeah, because that's the kind of guy he is. He's just like a Pat Bev. If he's on your team, you love him, right? You're embracing him. Imagine Markeith Morris in a guy in a place like Philadelphia where he knows the culture. He grew up watching the team, watching the games. He's probably been to the arena a bunch of times. Imagine a guy like that coming off your bench with the likes of P.J. Tucker and George Niang and guys like that. We would be the, the grittiest team. We'll be, we'll be the most annoying team in the league, but I don't care. Joel and James getting to the free throw line. Tucker talking smack. Niang talking smack. Markeith Morris. That's what we need, man. We need to be known as that, that gritty team that hustles, that dies for loose balls. That's all up in your grill. We need more of that. Championship teams, man, you can see the DNA from early on. They don't, they, they, they might bend, but they don't break as easy. That's what we need, man. And those guys know it best. So I definitely agree with that. Seth with another $2 super chat says, Mighty Joe Young must play. So should Bassie and Reed. And once again, I think that's what Daryl Moore is doing. I think he is putting it out there forefront. For Doc Rivers, yo, I didn't go out and sign anybody. Why? Because you need to develop these guys and let them play. These guys uh, showed what they could do last year in glimpses in a, in a small sample size. Now you need to develop them because to be a successful team, and I've hinted at this before, like you have to draft well. Look at the teams that have gone to the NBA championship in just the last five years. Look at those teams, the Warriors, the Celtics, the Toronto Raptors. Just look at teams like that, man. The Bucks, like they draft well. They draft well. It's not always the top five players in the draft. And no, it's, it's the entire first round, second round pickups. Those are the kinds of players you need to develop. And we're looking at a couple guys in the second round, like Isaiah Joe and Charles Bassey and Paul Reed. Like these guys need to develop and be, and be hidden gems. So we'll see what happens. 
We'll see what happens. But that's pretty much where I'm at with it on the Sixers. Uh, not a lot to go around right now. It's a very slow week. Obviously, just started. But this week, next week, we'll, we'll probably be slow. But after this week, once Summer League concludes, like I said, we will be doing a show to discuss the roster, who will make it, who will start. We'll, we'll break down the entire thing. And uh, we'll also do a show just talking about the Summer League in, in a whole, right? In, a, in its entirety. Because right now, they're kind of playing different guys. They're probably going to give some guys rest. I mean, they already showed what they can do. The guys that are going to make the roster showed what they can do. So I want to transition a little bit to the rest of the NBA. Before we do that, we'll get my guy in here. Shout out to the OG, man. The GOAT, Seth M. Rose, on the phone line, man. Seth, what's going on? RB, what's going on, man? How's your day going? Good. How about you, man? What's going on? I'm well, man. Well, man. Is everything sound good, man? Everything's good, man. But, but, um, so, dude, I've been, t- I've been telling myself, Seth, get the NBA TV. Seth, get the NBA TV. But, bro, I ain't got it, so I ain't being able to watch the summer league. So I just want to say I appreciate you coming on, man, and really talking about what's going on there. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And again, man, you the goat, bro. Listen, keep doing this, bro. You got a future in this shit. I'm gonna keep telling you until you keep doing it. And you are, I love it, man. Hey, you know I appreciate you, my guy. You already know, man. So uh, let's. Can I, I got like two or three things I could touch on. If that's all right. Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Um, Harden. Everybody is bowing in front of this guy right now, and I understand he he, he did a good thing. He did a noble thing. But dude is like what top ten paid. And ever in the league, you know what I mean? Like, he's been in the league a long time. He's got a lot of money. Taking a $10 million pay cut, is it really something to be bowing down to this dude about? I just want to hear your kind of your, your thought on that. I mean, you know, taking a $15 million pay cut, I think it helps the team. Obviously, we went out and, and were able to bring in a couple other players due to that. I mean, he didn't have to do that. I think he wants to win. Um, I think he's trying to put the team first for once, especially in the light of everybody coming at his character. So I think it was a good move. Um, I'm happy about it. Okay, I hear you. Now, let me ask you one more thing about the Harden thing. At that party, was it Embiid, Harden, Maxi, and P.J. Tucker ended up being there as well? Is that how yeah. you think this thing went down? They talked to him like, yeah, we're trying to win, man. Let's, let's go do this. Well, I mean, every every NBA star celebrity was there, but uh, I mean, they were having some fun, man. Harden, you know, he he's all in with the the rappers and and the big time celebrities, and Tucker was there having a good time. Maxi and Bead, and Bead doesn't even come out of the house, man. And Bead's just he's glued to the couch, man, playing video games, and and he's talked about you know all the things he does, but he likes to stay inside. So the fact they got Embiid out there and Maxi too, I mean, I you know. The chemistry's brewing, man. It's coming along. Yeah, it's 100%. And B's like me, man. Just stays in the house playing the games. He ain't got boxes of sports, I guess. Yep. <laughs> yep. But um, I just wanted to ask about, do you think, and I mean, I know it's a long shot, man, but do you think Maury's actually going to actually sit down with, with old man Glenn, Glenn Shivers, and tell this man to play Bassey to play Reed maybe at the power forward, to get Isaiah Joe in there. Like, do you think we're going to see maybe some minutes from some of these guys in here? 
I mean, the best way I can answer it is, uh, I mean, I don't know. I would hope so. I think Daryl Morey's, you know, getting to that age as well where he wants to win a championship. He's, you know, been very close, um, and, I, and he's making the, the moves that we need. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to play those guys too. So, I mean, I think I think they'll have conversations about it. Man, I really hope so, man, because we're there, dude. We have the pieces now. We really do. I think we're pretty damn close. It's really all about, again, Harden and B's health. Is Harden going to bring it this year? And B's going to bring it. It's just going to say, can we keep his body good enough with all these players now helping him with the scoring throughout the regular seasons to where we can kind of rest him a little at the end of the season? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It all comes down to their health. Um, but we have the supporting cast, man. Now we have to make it happen. I mean, it's now or never. So. Yes, sir. We pretty much got a year or two with the Harden thing. You know what I mean? After that, we pretty much got to blow it up, dude. But yep. uh, thanks so much for having me on, man. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, Seth. Appreciate it. Shout out to my guy, Seth M. Rose. Appreciate all the consistent callers as well, man. Appreciate the people that call in, you know, every show. Give their thoughts. Give great takes, man. Shout out to Seth. Um, I want to transition a little bit to the rest of the NBA because obviously we covered everything that's going on. There's not much to talk about right now. Um, but yeah, man, shout out to my guy, Philly Talk Podcast. What's going on, man? Um, says and B's about the dad life. He really is. And B's chilling, man. He he doesn't really come out of the house like that. Uh, so the fact they even got him there was crazy. But um, the whole Kevin Durant thing. So as of right now, this was this was Brian Windhorse on Kevin Durant this morning on Get Up. Now, shout out to Wendy, man. You know, they, they got the Wendy meme going that I showed earlier. All right. They got that whole thing going on, which is absolutely hilarious. I mean, it's great. Uh, but Brian Windhorst is actually, you know, keeping this offseason alive right now, especially the free agency. Kevin Durant and, and that whole thing, Windhorst is just, he's, he's owning it right now. And this is what he had to say about KD this morning. He says, as I talk to teams, the four years on his contract is not necessarily viewed as an asset. If he was 24 instead of 34, I think we'd be looking at it differently says the NBA is dealing with sticker shock after hearing what Nets want for KD. Sometimes I, I laugh when I hear these terms. Like, you can tell when there's a slow news day, some of the things they say. But I got to be honest, man, Brian Windhorst has actually been spot on on some of the things he has been saying. Um, obviously, everybody wants Kevin Durant. Everybody wants Kevin Durant. Um the thing is, nobody wants to give up their young assets. And then the teams that would give up their young assets can't because they either sign them to extensions or, you know, they have that designated rookie extension. There's just a bunch going on. It has gotten so bad today where they are now starting to like they're obviously they're trying to up the the value, right? All these people that go out, they're trying to up the value and, and get this done because that keeps things flowing. But now they're talking about Kevin Durant even going back to the Warriors. And now they're even putting a report out there saying that Andrew Wiggins could be traded. I'll tell you right now, okay? There is absolutely no way Kevin Durant goes back to the Golden State Warriors. It just will not happen. It will not happen. At this point, you have a better chance at an underdog, you know, just just a, a wide left type of team. You have a better chance at, at a team just coming right out from nowhere 
to trade for Kevin Durant than the Golden State Warriors. Why would the Warriors, who obviously didn't end it off well with KD, who just won a championship, who literally have the, the DNA to just keep winning championships and the depth, why would they go give up all of their depth to get Kevin Durant? It makes absolutely no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Um, but anyway, more on that. The Brooklyn Nets took to their website recently to, to put out their season ticket promotion. <laughs> I think this is a little bit of a false advertising. First off, no Kyrie. All right, they have Joe Harris on here. Who knows what's going to happen with Joe Harris, but they have KD and Ben Simmons at the forefront. I'm telling you right now, do, you know, don't be fooled, people. People think that Kevin Durant is, is just going to stay on the nets and everything will be fine and this will drag out. No. KD will be traded. The question is, who will be the first to budge? Who will give up the assets? And um, that's kind of where we're at with it, man, because <laughs> come on now. This is, what the, this is what they're relying on. This is how you know it's going downhill, man. This is how you know it's going downhill. And, um, you know, they're trying to get people to buy in. So, I mean, we'll see. But, you know, who knows where KD's going to go. There's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of playing it up. But um, he will be traded. He will be traded. And once that happens, things will start to clear up because... After the first couple days of the NBA free agency, there's been nothing. Everybody is is held up on this trade because they're thinking, well, do I have to give up assets here? Do I have to do this? Well, we have to make a play for Kevin Durant. Like everybody else is just on hold. And it's very interesting. It is. Seth Rowe with the $2 super chat. Thank you, my man. Says you should stream the next game RB ESPN on Wednesday. Yeah, so the Sixers play on Wednesday and Friday. Um, I don't know if I'll be doing a stream for the game. Summer League is kind of dry. It's kind of boring. Kind of just gets you through. You know, it's not your favorite thing in the world. It just, it drags. Um, but maybe we'll go live after the game. Maybe we'll talk about what we're seeing. Like I said, game Wednesday and Friday, and then we're going to do an entire Summer League review, really analyze who stepped up in the summer league, who might make the roster, who didn't step up, who needs to improve. We'll, we'll talk about all that and uh, we'll do a roster prediction and all that for sure. But anyway, the other trade that is going on right now is DeAndre Ayton. And essentially they're saying that the Indiana Pacers are, are making a run for DeAndre and could pull off a sign and trade using Miles Turner, who has been on the, the block for a while now. And I could see this happening. You know, the Pacers have, you know, as you can see here, it says, you know, they're close to giving DeAndre Ayton an offer sheet or executing a sign and trade. They have the cap space to do it. And when you look at where the Pacers are at, they're trying to do a quick rebuild, a quick turnaround, right? They have the, the likes of Tyrese Halliburton. They have the guy they drafted, Benedict Matherin. All right, now they signed Jalen Smith, another guy from the Suns. All right, they have uh, Chris Duarte. They have all these pieces. They're trying to put something together. And based off of where everything's at, 
you know, it doesn't seem like DeAndre Ayton would be the main piece in a potential trade with Kevin Durant. It doesn't seem like the Nets are too interested in that unless they were to get Devin Booker, who cannot be traded now that he signed his extension. So to me, it kind of seems like Ayton is going to end up in Indiana. And who's reporting this? Brian Windhorse. Now, how does this shake up the East? Well, I'm not going to say I'm worried about the Indiana Pacers if they get DeAndre Ayton, but if they do, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, the Pacers might be on track to make a quicker comeback than people think. So, something to keep your eye on, man, something to keep your eye on. But uh, we'll have to wait and see how it happens. Will DeAndre Ian actually get traded? Because honestly, I don't really understand why the uh, the Phoenix Suns are even moving on from me. And I get it. They don't want to give him a max contract. But as I've stated before, you are at the point where, you know, you're trying to contend for a championship. And you're right there. And I mean, this would be a big breakup. You know, I know he didn't play that well. He didn't do that much. But still, you know, Aiton's a guy that, you know, can help your team out. And if not, who's going to be the replacement? Seth, appreciate the super chat, man. I think you already sent that, but hey, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Anyway, that's where I'm at in terms of uh, all the NBA news going on. To bring it back to the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, I really like what we are doing so far this offseason. I think that Daryl Morey is having an A offseason. Once again, he continues to clean up the mess that he you know, inherited when he came here. I'm not going to say he's been perfect, but he has done a damn good job. And it feels very good to have a GM that is quick on his feet, that will go out and sign a guy at an instance, that will make a trade. All the things that we asked for for a long time. And I think Daryl Morey um, is hungry, just like these players are. I think Daryl Morey is hungry to get to the peak, man. He wants to get to the climax. He wants to experience that championship, man. He wants to get there. He hasn't had the shot. He's been close. He's been very, very close. He's tried to push the buttons, man. He's close. And honestly, I think he's at the boiling point where he's ready to do whatever it takes, you know, to make that happen. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Speed Demon says Maxi will be phenomenal, not trading him for someone that couldn't get physical with Jason Tatum. Well, I understand the people that, that don't want to trade Maxi, man. I think Maxi's going to be insane this year. I think he's going to take an even bigger leap if that's even possible. I think based off all the things I'm seeing with Maxi, and by the way, we're going to be talking about him on a on a later show this week. Um, I think Tyrese Maxi's at that point where you know, he's ready to he's ready to be your your all-star type of player. He's been showing a lot of potential. I've been seeing these clips of him working out, getting bigger, working on everything in his arsenal, man. Maxie's doing the thing. He's doing the thing, man. So we'll see, man. RJ says, what up? I don't know what's with the YouTube notifications. Yeah, guys. The, the notifications have been off recently for some people. So what I need y'all to do is hit the like button. We got 250 in the house. Hit the thumbs up, man. All I ask is that you come in here and hit the thumbs up. I appreciate everybody supporting, donating, all that stuff. 
Once again, follow the Instagram page, follow me on Twitter, all that stuff. But all, all you need to do, man, is hit the like button. Keep helping spread the content. And we can keep pushing this thing to bigger heights, man. Shout out to my guy Sean Bernard on Twitter. Just a little summation of Daryl Morey this offseason. The Anthony Melton, PJ Tucker, Daniel House, Trevlin Queen. And we lost Danny Green, DeAndre Jordan, and Paul Millsap. Pretty good, and I don't think he's done yet. I agree. I agree. Something else is coming. There's another move coming. But Daryl Moore is a, a guy that likes to explore his options. He likes to think big and better. So you never know what's up his sleeve, but what I do know is he's constantly working. He's not a guy that's going to sit through a trade deadline or an offseason or a couple months and not do anything. Daryl Moore is a thinker. He's a thinker. And, um, you know, I, I mean, personally, I could see Daryl Morey pulling something off. And I trust in him, man. So shouts to Maury. Shouts to Maury. If you have some thoughts, call into the show, 508-924-3784. Hit the like button for your boy, man. If the notifications aren't working for you, turn off the notifications and turn them back on. That is what I've seen to work. Shouts to everybody hanging out in the chat, man. I mean, we got 250 in here. Not really much going on. We're just talking, doing the thing. Appreciate everybody up in here, man. Appreciate everybody up in here. Froh says trade Maxi Harris Melton for KD. I don't even think that would get it done. You're going to have to trade a boatload of picks. You're going to have to trade a massive haul, and I, I just don't see the Nets doing that. I don't think the Nets would even trade them to us, to be honest, but... It would take a lot. It really would. It really would. GBN says, Isaiah Joe needs to be more physical when trying to beat someone off the dribble. I think he's working on it, though. I think he's learning how to put it on the floor. He's adding more to his game. And really, he's learning to be that off-ball guard that can also be a secondary ball handler when you need. Doesn't need to be dominant with the ball, but can take it, put it on the floor, adding a couple dribble moves and working on his dribble drive, man, and knocking down shots consistently. Like I said, he's shooting 55.6% from deep. That is crazy, man. He is knocking down shots, and that is what we need. As we've seen in the past couple years, our depth can hit shots in stretches, in spurts, but can they be consistent? That is what we need. That is what we need. So anyway, that's where we're at, man. That's all I got today. Shout out to everybody for coming through here on a Monday night. As always, we're pumping out the content every day, man. You come to this channel, you get the coverage from the top of the roster to the bottom of the roster. I mean, we're talking about Summer League, for crying out loud. You get every single coverage, angle, aspect, any other adjective, man. This, I mean, you're, you're getting it from every angle, man. So, shouts to everybody for coming through. Appreciate all the callers, man. 
anything else you can use to describe this coverage, man. Down to the business. Down to the point, man. Breaking it down as always. Let's shout some people out in here that have been uh that have been hanging in the show tonight. Nick, what's going on? Savis, what's going on? Speed Demon, Lawrence Tally, another channel member. What's good? Uh James Sixers HQ. McNugget, what's going on? PD, Felix, appreciate that. James, appreciate it, man. Shout out to everybody in in here. Please hit that like button, especially if you're watching this on the second time around. We are also available on all of the audio platforms. So if you need this on your way to work, check it out on Apple Podcasts. Give us a review. I promise, man, just keep rocking with us. Big things are coming once again before we get out of here. Uh, follow the Instagram page, guys. Follow the Instagram page. We are approaching 10K followers, and we'll be doing a giveaway either either over on there or my Twitter. So follow us on Instagram at Philly Take with R. B, go do it right now. Go do it right now. Once again, at Philly Take with RB. Follow us on there. We're posting daily content. And follow me on Twitter at RB Philly Take. And be sure to subscribe, man. We're breaking it down. And we're taking it to another height. Shouts to Petey. Shout out to my guy Seth Rowe in the chat. Said my ish is acting. McNugget says everybody sub to the channel. Everybody hit that subscribe, man. Shout out to you guys for coming through. Quick hour on the show. We'll keep breaking it down. We have a couple more shows in store this week. Shout out to everybody, man. Sixers getting it done in Summer League. Isaiah Joe stepping up and stepping out. NBA's on a little bit of a hiatus with news. Waiting on a couple of these big trades. We'll see what happens and we'll uh, monitor it as we go. Let's see if Daryl Morey has one more move up his sleeve. We'll see, man. But shout out to everybody in the chat. You guys have a great night. Keep supporting, man. And as always, be safe. And I'll catch you on the next one, man. Peace.